to live in action. And uh, is it possible to is it possible to act in loving ways without love? Well, it probably is, as we've said. People can do good things for all sorts of reasons. Is it possible to love and not to act in loving ways? You see, it is possible, isn't it, to feel love and not to act. I mean, feelings are really important, and they're really important in terms of our love for God, as, as indeed for our love for one another and our love in relationships. I mean, imagine a marriage where there were no loving feelings. You can carry on doing all the sort of things you do, doing the cooking, men earning a wage, whatever. Sorry, that sounds very sexist, whatever. Forget that. Um, <laughs> del- delete it from the tape. <laughs> um, but we could carry on doing all those sort of things. But if there was no love, what sort of a marriage would it be? But feelings are important, but they're not, not enough, are they? I mean, if I continually felt love for Kim but didn't express it, I mean, even if I, even if I kept telling her I loved her but didn't actually demonstrate that in loving actions, she'd be right to question whether I really did love her, wouldn't she? And if our love for God is not expressed, is not seen, is not manifest, do you think God might be open to question whether we really love him? You see, I can see things that move me. I can see pictures on the television or I can come across situations and yet not respond. I can feel something. I can feel, oh, I'm, that's terrible. I wish it wasn't like that. And I do feel for these people. But if that's as far as it goes, and sometimes, of course, we can't do anything. I guess we could pray. But sometimes we can't do anything. But if I can do something and I don't do it, it just becomes sentimentality, doesn't it? And here's the, here's the rub. You see, when I was in that St. Martin's in the ball ring, went to my to place where I sat. Alongside St. Martin's in the Bullring, and this is a big Anglican church, they got like um, dividers, and they created cubicles. And there were people sleeping in these cubicles, homeless people. I thought, fantastic. What a church. Here it is amongst all the stained glass windows and all the rest of it. They've created room for people to sleep in the church. And I saw these people lying there on their mats, and some were sitting up. And I thought, I, well, I thought it was good for the church, and then I, th- I thought for these people. But I didn't do anything. I should have done. I should have done. I should have just at least been willing to go over and say hello, shouldn't I? But I didn't. And see, love can just be sentimentality if it's not actually expressed in real actions. But it does need to be love in action. In the New Testament, in the Bible, love for God is 
inseparably linked to two things. They're very simple. Our love for God is linked, you can read John, particularly go through John, the discourse in John 13, 17. There's many other places. If you love God, you will obey his commands. In other words, you will do the things that please him. That's when you can't, it's, it's, it's the other half, it's the, same, it's the same coin on the other side. If you love me, you will do what I command. Yeah? And the other thing is it's linked to is if you love me, you will love one another. You will love others. Those things are inseparable. So when in John, in the epistles to John, he says, you know, it's no good talking about loving God when you don't love your brother. You're kidding yourself. You don't really love God because if you did, you'd love your brother. The two can't be separated. And if you really love God, you'd do what he says because they can't be separated. So though we can sometimes talk about feeling love for God, if it's not linked to those two things, it isn't love for God. And we all know something of loving God, praise God. But like Paul says, God's intention is that we should know more and more of that and so that it would be expressed in more and more ways. You see, love does have to be demonstrated in actions. It has to be demonstrated in love in all situations. Love should be evident in our homes. Love should be evident in our marriages. Love should be evident in our families. Love should be evident wherever we are. Because that's what God's Spirit is wanting to do in us and through us. And that's what the Spirit did, didn't he? When his Spirit came at Pentecost, what happened? Well, there was an outburst of love, basically. That's what happened. There was a love for God's Word. So they met together to hear the teaching. There was a love for knowing God's purposes and God's power at work. And so they, they met to pray together. There was a love for one another, so they said, what? Do you know what? I'll share my possessions with you. You know that bank account I've got? I'm going to cash it in because your need is greater than mine. They met and they ate together. There was an outburst of love because that's what the Spirit produced. No one had to tell them in one sense to do these things. That's what happened as God's Spirit came upon them. And so the, question, the truth is for us, if we want to see love in action, it's very simple. I don't need to give you a list of actions. All, I need to do, all we need to do is to yield ourselves to God's Holy Spirit. Do you know what? I know some of the things I'm supposed to be doing. And do you know what? So do you. And I'm sure that for some of you this morning, even as we've been thinking about these things have come to mind, and you've thought, yes, I should have done that, or yes, I could do that, or yes... I will do that. Yeah? Because God's Spirit prompts us. All we have to do is to yield to him. And he will reveal those things that he wants to to do in us. And people will know that we're followers of Jesus as a result. You see, love is dynamic. It's not static. When I go fishing, sometimes I fish in small little pools. 
Sometimes there ain't much water and sometimes there don't seem to be any fish for some reason. But sometimes I fish in big rivers. And the love of God is like a mighty river. It's not going to run dry. It just keeps on flowing. And the question is, is whether I'll allow it to flow through me. You know, sometimes I picture, this is how I picture myself. I picture myself having something in my hands, something that's, that's valuable. And I know what God is saying is that I need to open my hand and be willing to let it go, be willing to give it to somebody else. But I don't want to. You see, because in all of the giving, in all of the giving of time and money and resources and whatever else, the truth is I'm giving something of myself. And my natural inclination is not to do that. The way I'm wired, the way each one of us is wired, is to hold on to these things. And yet I hear God saying to me, now, I hear God saying to me, open your hand. Open your hands, let it go. Give it away. Give it away because I've got so much more that I could give you. If only you'll release what you need to release now. What are you holding in your hands that God would ask you to let go of? That God would want to use to reveal his love to other people? In closing, here's a quote. Sorry, in case anyone can't read it, it says, The measure and test of love to God is wholehearted and unequaled obedience. And that doesn't just mean picking the bits that we like and ignoring the bits that we don't like. Like love your enemies. The measure and test of our love to our neighbors is laying down our lives for them. This sacrificial love involves giving, spending, and impoverishing ourselves up to the limit for their well-being. That's the measure and test of love, according to John Packer. Jim Packer, rather, of our love for our neighbors. And those are linked. Am I willing to love? Am I willing to love in action? Am I willing for that to be really worked through in my own life? And am I willing for it to happen? Are we willing for it to happen here? Do you know what? The project would be great if it happens, but the project could happen and be absolutely meaningless of no value. Paul says you could give your life as a martyr. You could give everything away. But if you haven't got love, it's a waste of time. What is really important for us at Abbey Church, the most important thing, is that God's love be made manifest amongst us because that's what he wants above all else. He doesn't want our resources in one sense. He wants our love that will be expressed in many and myriad ways. He wants love to be in action amongst us. Jesus laid down his life. He laid it down, ultimately, of course, in his death. But he laid it down each day. Are you willing to lay down your life each day in loving others, out of your love for God.
That's what he asks. And it's unfair, isn't it? Almost. To lo- ask to be love your enemies and to love your neighbours as yourself. It's not, it's not natural. But we're not a social club here. If we were, we'd be a jolly good social club. But we're not. We're the body of Christ. And we're to be like Christ. And we're to become like Christ. That's his call to us as a church. How do we respond?